0: Tulsa's number one podcast. Showtime, baby. It's Castrol X, Two Titty Tia, Eyes Open. Dubbed the home of the emotionally naked. A podcast about anything and everything. If you don't like it, with all due respect, fuck you.
1: Yo, 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 it's your man. Tia, go ahead, talk for me.
2: Hi.
1: Dakota. Hey, how's it going? Perfect, perfect, perfect. You got anything else you want to say?
2: Um... No I thought I was
0: gonna think of something funny But it didn't happen. Fuck you nigga I'm about to lasso Castro the asshole. Turn him into mincemeat. Four ramen casserole. Beat it to a thick booty bad bitch. She'll fucking kill me if I try to feed her cabbage. Pussy fried catfish. I'ma hit them boys with Mandalorian hat tricks. I ain't never had shit till I turn to rapping. For rapper to rapper, like Kappa Lambda, I'm on some fresh shit. Packing on Pakistan damage, Stamming or stacking damage. Acting out like an ass. Is. If you move moving against me, it's like my You should've taken some classes. Uh huh. Baby, what is he rapping? If you couldn't hack it, then maybe you should trash it. I'ma serve it like a delivery package. Misery's a habit in the latest fashion. She likes to pull up in the fastest. Hoopy with the black tint We get it crackin', She releasing the dragon. Hold up. Are you breathing? I am not a heathen. I am just a lion crushing everything he's saying. Heat-seeking Mr. Launcher with a beacon With all due respect, fuck you for even speaking, Oh
1: Yo, 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 yo It's your man Castro X Coming at you live and direct With, with the With All Due Respect podcast Ladies and gentlemen, 2TTT in the motherfucking house
2: What is up, guys? Um, I smoked a blunt and I'm very fucking high
1: so. mm. uh, We have a very this special guest banana. in the building uh, we have a very special guest in the building. Um, been trying to get you in here for a while. I think we had you scheduled a while back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That didn't work out. <laughs> it
2: always happens. Then like we that.
1: rescheduled, <laughs> or actually, we met up. We kicked it at Ten Dog. You know what I mean? You were Tried at to get Ten you. Dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He popped yeah. up yeah. late. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Both her and eyes open. My boy Nick. I was there. drunk. We faded. Drunk
3: it was, as I was I don't really drink. You know what I mean? I knew she was, because every, every time uh, she saw it, she
1: hit me a, a, and laugh
3: and then feel bad about it, <laughs> and then start, I'd like, start laughing. <laughs> it's like, why are you feeling bad?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So I caught you at the 10, dog. You were going to come through. I think I ended up canceling that podcast, too. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, you yeah. guys stayed yeah, you out. You had a lot, of, a lot of stuff going, so yeah, like, And yeah. it was perfect, because that, that, that day, I had some shit. So I was right, like, right. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Local comedian, man, been doing the thing for a good minute. No, I like to give, like, good fucking intros, so I'm building it up. Bear with me, patience. Patience is key. You. you know what I'm saying? Like I said, Tulsa stand-up comedian uh, has done some comedy in uh, Cali. Uh, you know what I mean? As well as uh, has visited New York. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you. Dakota... Six killer in the building. I the like school.
3: the. I, thank you, thank you. I like the uh, word choices right there. Also, like oh yeah, I love I love words, man. Most comedians do.
1: But I mean, it's a big thing. I in... Mean, appreciate when someone takes their time. They're like, right. visited is perfect. It's That's like, why, perfect. why I said patience. I was it's figuring good. it out, and then we got there. We arrived. We have uh we have arrived together. You oh, know man. what I mean. The visitation so. fees there are a bitch though. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yo, I wanted to ask you, uh, I just. Off, we were fucking talking and then I lost it. Oh, oh. <laughs> but uh, welcome, man. How you doing? Good, good, good. Y'all, good? Yeah, we chilling. Good, we got, we're chilling. Uh, it's good. been a busy day, a little bit. Yeah,
2: we worked on it. We got a live show tomorrow mm-hmm. that we're working on, too. Yep.
1: Over there at the first shop, we're doing with all due respect live. We're gonna be podcasting live. It's gonna be a comedy show as well. Whoa, what time? Uh, seven, seven o'clock. It mean a lot. I of got, a, pop I got up. a show at the uh, rustic heirloom. Okay, tomorrow, so you're going to be doing tomorrow, your thing anyway. Yeah. Oof, back, uh, uh,
3: I'm going to look at the show because I can't remember what time it starts. I think it's 8. We got one Saturday, Saturday, Saturday as well. I go back to work Friday and Saturday, but okay. my last two. again Next week's my last week.
1: Well, we're going to keep it coming. Uh, and what I want to do with this live podcast, so like I said, we're going to have three comedians on this one. Okay. Every, every, with all due respect, live, we're going to try to make it monthly, man, and we're going to keep booking, you yeah. know what I'm saying, comedians. Yeah. So, And okay. the main thing is to, like, you know what I mean? We got some of our more established comedians. like uh, We got Rick Shaw, Shauna Blake, and I think Uncle Gary on this one. I know yeah. Rick Shaw and Shauna Blake have been doing this for a really long time, so it's mm-hmm. kind of there throwing us a bone, doing us a favor, mm-hmm. yeah. coming through and doing this. But my main focus with the With All Due Respect Live, A, is to bring focus to the podcast, but then B, to put my up-and-coming comedians on, man. Yeah. So plan on having you on eventually, you know what I'm saying? If that's yeah. something you'd be interested in, man. But, uh, reasons like this and other things like that,
3: uh, or the reason why I put my two weeks in because it was on. See my job is on the weekend. These things right. will take place on the weekend. as all the, the. things tend to be, and it's like I. And that's when people tend to come out the most, especially in a state like Oklahoma. So it's right. Like, that's what I that was. I need that weekend even if it's something menial. I are you going to that. find another job, or yeah. are you going full time comedian? Uh, I could easily find another job. Okay. Uh, it's not my my resume over the last especially these last four years it's so solid with the people
1: the references I know more than anything you've been on top of things yeah I can dig that I can dig that I'm currently uh, not working man uh, which has opened so much show time for me right being able to do shows got booked on some rap shows we got the comedy shit popping off with the podcast right now to so the point where it's like, damn, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't really want to give up going to these shows, but I gotta eat, gotta make yeah. money at the end of the day as well. Yeah, either so either. I'm thinking about picking up a part time or something like that. Do you ever plan on going full time with the comedy? Uh, yeah, of yeah. Course,
3: when, right? uh, when I don't know if, the, if I made enough to pay my bills. My bills aren't really that much right now, right? So it's like one of those things. I understand. You know, I, w- I would leave if I could. It's easy even by just like a decent meal a day,
1: right? And keep my
3: bills paid. That's it.
1: You you That's deal it. with that sacrifice. I
3: would. Even, I would love to do it going different places. Even traveling. Even just in a in a city. Like I would love to be in New York City doing it. Uh, eventually, you know, when you first start out
1: there, you're going to be doing it like six, seven times a day, which that sounds fun for me too. Which is uh, so there's so much room to polish like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Exactly. You're constantly working on your set twenty four seven out there.
3: So, uh, I play uh, basketball, uh, especially pickup basketball, it's like some of the fun stuff to do. And in New York, it's uh, the comedy similar to basketball there. You, you play enough, you play around the areas, then you find out where the good players are. And then, mm. Now, of course, in New York, it's obvious it's Rucker Park. And is that where the good comedy
1: is or the good Oh, basketball? no, where the good basketball player is. But, okay.
3: And obviously, the comedy cellar is where, in New York City where it's at, but... See so, yeah, I know that That's awesome I wanted, You can do There's so There's hundreds of Shows a day You can do You can do Six seven spots Run in Polish on your craft Find out Start out with New things that day By the end of the day You know What was funny What wasn't funny and you're Right Like, like alright Let's keep stacking On what's funny That's though You can have a good
1: set By the end of the night You know what I mean oh, yeah By the time you're by like the end end the least, last night have easily
3: A solid 15-20 minutes Right Where you just It keep sounds going.
1: Like the proving grounds oh, yeah. You know what I mean Uh let me ask you this, man. How'd you get into comedy? Uh, me and my friend. I've also always known
3: about a stand-up comedy because, you know, it's an um, i it's a staple of American culture. Definitely, but definitely. At the uh, same time, I didn't wasn't fully aware of uh, Tulsa comedy, and right. I was downtown uh, one night, and I was looking it up at the time because I had some friends tell me to pursue it and stuff like mm. that because you know other people tend to tell you uh, really what is natural to you mm. you know like one of my cousins was a really great athlete and it was just obvious like you could just tell right off the bat like this came natural yeah like this This is a kid this is a this This kid has man,
1: men men's abilities and he's nine years old like how the fuck does that happen? one thing I love about your sets right I've only got to catch a couple of them but you hold true to uh, your roots as well as a native, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, and I think that that's fire. I personally don't know many uh, native stand-up comedians, which is a no, whole lady. thing Is natives of, as a whole, man. Uh, a lot of natives that do stuff, you know what I mean? We got native rappers out there that are killing yeah. shit. We got uh, native metalheads like a motherfucker. Yeah. But uh, the, media, oh, yeah, the media often, you know what I'm saying, dampens. Yeah. that which is really unfortunate so I think that that's dope that you choose to you know yeah. talk about that kind of shit Well
3: yeah because I mean statistically we're less I think the last last time I looked at it I think it was less than 2% of the entire United States population and mm-hmm. that's and that's with the current requirements a lot of tribes including mine have with people and it's like it's like imagine if you had at least I don't know I have I, I have uh, I know a, a child that has won an 11 and she got a card. She is awesome. It's, it's wonderful because then her parents didn't have to pay and they're not in debt. Right. A- and This life that should have been free anyways is free, truly. Mm-hmm. And, um, but at the same time, she'll never identify with my people and my right. culture and my traditions. The things that that we may not hold to onto as tight, but are still there, and that you feel attached to, because it is something you you are. Right. We're only hundreds of years removed from a lot of these things, mm. not thousands, yet. And until that comes, it's going to feel. It's going to feel odd.
1: Right. In a sense, but. How uh, you know what I'm saying? How important it is is it for you to get up there and talk about these kinds of things? You know what I'm saying? To just, I mean, represent for your people.
3: Uh somewhat but not the most important but it's cuz like the the obviously the most important things be funny right but it's i've learned that you got to talk about it on stage <laughs> it's true. you can't just go up there cuz there's plenty of people we know that like you go up there and if that's all you bring up and you don't bring funny along with it people get not only do they get quiet but then you you, you feel the hatred and it's like right. oh <laughs> that's the worst See, and I if think you bask in that hatred. You're a psycho, and
1: it's like right. Come on, no? I think that's the th- uh, it ties back into kind of what you were saying earlier, though. What comes natural to you, and you're talking about this is you. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, often we 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 uh, derive what we want to talk about our substance from our jokes, from our everyday yeah. real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if this is who you are, you know what I'm saying. Obviously, then that's oh, yeah. what's gonna just fall out, and that's I just exactly. think that that's beautiful. And it's, it's important for
3: things to be seen as funny as well, because like uh, you know, throughout. uh the history of cinema, and only as of like, unless you're a part of the culture, like with any other culture, you don't really know about the culture. Mm. You know, everyone's ignorant. That's where like you could easily take someone's uh, either misinformation or ignorance with anger, and you can. And i I used to at times, but every time I'm trying to learn to like, you know, take that and, and give a lesson out. Right. And I learned as I adopted that philosophy long ago. That when you made it funny, it worked better. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to give someone a lesson and you can make them laugh, they'll take it because it's more digestible. And right. It's,
1: it's easier to hear. Yeah. So,
3: and and I mean? so I'll take a risk on maybe bringing anger out of you or something like that, but I was trying to bring out funny.
1: So mm-hmm. it's, and I can and do with
3: it. all the topics, native and all that stuff, because, you know, like you said, there's not a lot of native comics that are in the mainstream. Right. Uh, we know of our comics and our actors. Uh, like, uh, the greatest greatest one everyone looks towards in the native co- uh, comedy community is uh, George Hill. Uh-huh. And he was back in the 70s, 80s, and, and 90s. He didn't, he didn't die until the 2000s. But um, he was on the Richard Pryor show, and he was actually a writer on that show, if I remember correctly.
1: Okay, that's dope, that's yeah, dope.
3: So, but he was underground, and he had two <laughs> spots on and everything, but he's not up there with... Uh, it was Carlin and uh, Richard's peer group, but mm-hmm. he's not remembered it with them because they obviously became who they are. Right. Titans of it all. And it's one of those things that's like well, we we know of him, but the public won't know of him.
1: Right. Why so, do you think you know, that is?
3: Just attachment. Like, we are attached to what he brings and what he jokes about. Because a part does, of you. Yeah, he looks, he looks like one of my my uncles or my family members or my mm-hmm. cousins for sure. Like it's like, oh, that's one of my cousins just ranting about some shit. I could. That's funny to me. I can definitely yeah, dig it. It feels kind of like family, and then you see the audience. The audience is mostly natives, and it's like, ha. <laughs> I these? can dig it. Yeah.
1: That's dope, man. That's dope. How long you been doing comedy, bro? Uh, four years. Four years? Yes. And you started out here in Tulsa, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I did,
3: uh, they used to have a thing called the Comedy Parlor? And me and my friend watched a show one night because I was interested. I had been lo- uh, looking at it. And then we went and watched a show, uh, a paid show, too. And on it, there there was... The headliner was good. I had a great time. had a great time. Mm-hmm. I drank a little bit. I was fa- fantastic, but there was a couple of people on that lineup that me and my friend were sitting there, and I was just thinking to myself. And, and it's, it's obviously it's pride and ego, that talk in that moment. And they talk very loudly, but... They had, they, they were making good points. It's like,
1: I was better than a couple of those comedians in my head. See, and so you're not the first comedian that's came in here and said that they went to a, a lot of them went to the open mic first, and that's where they got the idea of like, oh, I could do this better than yeah. them. You know what I yeah. mean? But I think that that's good that you guys all get that kind of, that motivator of like, dude, if they're doing it, like, I should get oh, up yeah. there. But it humbles you real quick, like any other craft does. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> it will if you don't take it with us uh,
3: serious and discipline for I went up my first time thinking oh, I, I'm always funny I'm always funny with people that know me right. so how come how easy or how hard can this be and then I went up there and I had a slight panic attack before I went up there and then no laughs at all <laughs> it's a different ball time. game when
1: you touch that stage it's a whole different it's oh, different yeah. than just telling jokes to your friends you know what I'm saying and that
3: panic attack I realized like you gotta take this thing seriously you gotta treat it res- with the respect mm-hmm. it deserves
1: I like that and that Bombing
3: that bad made me like it was like uh, every comic knows that uh, when you're bombing and the only other person that's laughing is a comic you saw kill before you, and she's laughing because you're doing so bad. Mm. Like that's that's one of those feelings like it is defeating even to a even to someone who's been doing it for years. Right. But taking it early on like that being your first punch like let's, you start boxing and that's you get a hook from Mike Tyson. Right. That's the first hit and it doesn't knock you out or not and keep you down you get up you get your, you get up on the four or five count what else can you can take everything like mm. at that point that's how It'll i thought i was Ooh. like okay i'm not gonna leave on a bad note i want to leave when i i want to if i'm gonna have the last one i'm gonna be like i couldn't have done it better
1: mm. and then the addiction started so talking <laughs> to me about uh i think but that that's mind beautiful. hasn't been the same i think that's beautiful you know what I mean. Mm. Talk to me a little bit about your writing style, man. How do you go about writing your jokes?
3: It's a uh, premises, and I I create punchlines sometimes, mm. but I, I like to uh, figure them out in the atmosphere, especially. Well, this is this is when you do, or uh, or when I'm uh, doing the open mics and shit like that. Like I I want it to be an open and I don't want you to know because I don't want to know in a sense like if I right. don't know you don't know and we find something together it's it's in a way it's funnier than that if not it's more it's more whatever that is it's a more intense even if it's bad it's like oh that's more a bader version and it's right. I don't know it, at least I can you know at least it's fun that way so do you go so, on stage with just premises uh, I have punchlines set up for some of them okay. but like I disguise them in there with the ones that don't because it's like if it's one thing, like, like, at most in Tulsa, you're, you're doing shows. You're not doing shows for hundreds of people. Right. Maybe I mean, 30, mostly 40 time. tops, right? Yeah, you You can get a couple. You can get, I think, uh, most, most I've done in Tulsa, we did one for, like, 110, 112. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, two or three years ago, like a year after I first started. And that was a great time. It was great. great. And you could do that. But, yeah, you're doing mostly 50, 60 if you if you that's a real good crowd, honestly, and that's perfect. That's per- like You can still do the same material that translates to bigger audiences, with that. right? And it's just funner because it's more intimate in a sense. But mm. you know, they you're reading people in a sense, and you're adap- adapting what you want to say, and what you believe, what you think is funny, and sometimes you do have a point with it and all that stuff. But you're, you're saying those things.
1: And, and I don't know, just discovering funny together. I think that's beautiful. It's very uh, free flowing. That yeah. sounds the way you go out and do your thing. It's yeah. very like.
3: I have I have a structure for shows, like mm-hmm. real shows. Like I'll have it somewhat structured, but there's still that. There's that arrow arrow. If something yeah. hits you, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna use it. Yes, I think that that's really dope. Tr-
1: trust your feeling. You know. Mm. See, I didn't know you were around during the comedy parlor days. I had no idea. I was there at the end. <laughs> okay. Did you get to do any shows there? Did you do any open mics there? Did you check out uh, the uh, the writing classes? Uh,
3: I, no, I didn't do any of that. Um, couldn't afford it. <laughs> I understand that. Because uh, uh, I was driving from uh, Jay at that time. Okay. Coming up there. And then I eventually lived in Claremont for a second with my cousin. And then... Me and her eventually got a, an apartment like a mile away from downtown. Mm.
1: Uh,
3: luckily she had the money to do it. I pitched in what I could. Right. And so, but it was still, uh, I got fortunate in that regard, but I was still driving If So I, most I was still, by the time it shut down, I was still driving from Claremont. And right. like, that's still a decent drive. How often were you going minutes, down there? 40 minutes. Uh, every okay. they had it on Sundays. I was doing it every Sunday. Just so you could study. Uh, I was uh, studying, but also like I was having. I loved that room. That room. Uh, I don't know if y'all ever saw pictures of it. Or anything I haven't like that. seen it. it. Haven't Rick Shaw it at comes all. through here every now and then. He'll uh, tell me
1: stories of the comedy parlor days. Yeah, it's. It
3: had its own little green room, mm-hmm. which was great. Had the
1: perfect little booth
3: in the back that the people didn't notice the light. Because they do, they did darker lights. Because a white light, everyone knows, you know. Right. And uh, they had this drape over the light that from the front room, so that it blocked out most of the light that wasn't for the comedian on stage. They had this little little stage, not much higher. This it really probably was like a five six inch platform.
1: What it looked like the stage compared to the first shop stage. A little smaller. Okay. Uh, It was in the shape of Oklahoma. That's dope. (sighs) I like. Small stages for you guys, <laughs> you know what I mean. I feel for stand-up the comedy. The Oklahoma. Just that's a, such an Oklahoma thing. Me. I feel like uh, it really is. At I'm comedy good. at the level a lot of us are right now, like I feel like the small stages are dope, especially in such yeah. a small, low ceiling room. It just looks good. Yeah, and uh, you know it's, what I mean? It's more intimate, right? Like, you and know, that's exactly what I'm saying.
3: Com- comedy, just I- any anything that brings a, a feeling out of you. In, in in the spectrum of the word intimacy is intimate mm. even if it's hatred it's like uh, uh, most of the time hatreds personal because it's something that felt personal to you or was personal for you and that's intimate mm. so it's like that that was that hatred stemmed from intimacy someone pulled a string on you personally right so
1: I like that damn uh who was rocking the stage at the comedy parlor in those days? Do you remember anybody? Uh, are they still around? Because I know Rick the, the, was doing his thing back They're here. still around. Yeah. Rick I don't know if there, Evan Hughes was met. working over there, or if uh, he was at Laugh Factory. I think he was at. Who? Evan Hughes. He
2: was at the parlor. He was
1: uh, doing yeah, he parlor. Would do, he, he would do parlor. It was
3: honestly a lot of a lot of the, the, I would say people older than me. But Landry was there as well, and he's are the same age. Mm-hmm.
2: How uh, old is Landry? He's,
3: twenty seven. Yeah. Twenty
2: six, twenty seven, somewhere
3: in there. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Go it ahead. had me confused. I he was, knows. He I is, was he's like, away. What? He's aware. And uh <laughs> and uh, I'm trying I'm trying
1: to remember uh, Ryan Ryan Green was in, Andrew was, was Deacon there. I think I I heard remember. about Ryan Green. I haven't Deacon. seen him yet. I see who else
3: there a, 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 uh, J-Dab I saw J-Dab first okay.
1: and J-Dab, J-Dab was actually J-Dab One of Dab the man. first comedians I saw here My first comedy show Here was And that. he was God he was funny He's cold I like how he and does his He wasn't the
3: skinny J-Dab just yet like, He was still kind of big Oh
1: see I didn't even just know He was big And he was fucking Everything up Really He was the headliner That night I believe See I had no idea He was uh, For that show. thick at all The first time I saw him Was at the uh, Tulsa Press Club uh, mm-hmm. That's where I also met Zach Amon Or not Zach uh, Gaiman Josiah Patrick That was our first That was my very And Sandra Slade That Mm -hmm. was my very first comedy show uh, Michael Patton show It was uh, We all went We also
2: went downtown
1: Because I I I didn't get into comedy Like I mean I've always watched it As I'm sure as you said It's an American staple But you know I didn't get to get in touch with you guys Until I started podcasting You know what I mean now I just feel privileged that I get to sit with cool motherfuckers like you all day. You know what I mean? It's uh, <laughs> it's dope. You talk about living That's in New good. York. You guys yeah. make me feel as if I live in New York. Because now all of my friends are stand-up comedians, actors, actresses, musicians. You know what yeah. I mean?
2: Everybody does everything like super fucking cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you know, you
3: got to do these things, especially while you still have the the time, the the while you still have the idea of. of why your why your ideology of time and uh, energy is still the same. You know? Right. Do you uh do you read a lot, man? You seem uh, very well spoken. I did for a long time. What type of shit were you reading? Uh, everything. Okay. Honestly. I uh, but like a I would go from fan- uh, fantasy to autobiographies to mm. just, uh, like I loved Every, every kid in my school, in my elementary, it, of course, I, I was. my friends were mostly boys, obviously, loved P.E. Okay. They loved P.E. Boys, little boys love P.E. I mean, little kids love P.E. in general, but little boys love P.E. So Especially get that. At, that, at that time, like, we could get hit each other with, we would play dodgeball, and I could hit a friend in the face that felt right. exciting. Yeah. You know, that was our, that was our version of warfare. I was like, yes, let's do it. Let's take let's, let's an acceptable form without people ain't adults getting mad. And right. so, you know, and that was great. But I love Library Day. Every okay. week there was a day for Library, and I loved that because I could go in there and I could. I didn't have to finish every book. I could read, what I. It's where you on your way to first learn about marketing and things of that that nature and advertising because you look and you look at this book and you're like. They say don't judge it by its cover, but it has a cover for for the reason. Right. But also the title. Like, the title is, in my opinion, more interesting because, like, yeah, it has. I got over the The design of the front and got into the, the, the name of it because the name felt more interesting. Like, See, you know? I think that's advanced in elementary and shit yeah. like that. I think that's very advanced. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love Clifford the Big Red Dog, but then eventually I was like, I was like you know, I understand. I, sh- I already understand. Understand all this, like I understand what I'm getting with Clifford. Give me something else, right? Like, uh, I think I was reading Harry Potter
1: in the first grade. That's crazy. Me, yeah. me too. Yeah. That's big. So yeah. yeah. That's was yeah. I mean, happening. So. I'm still a picture guy, right? So I still judge. Oh, the I still, covers. I still yeah. love them too. Like
3: I, I would read some of those books too. I, I did not discriminate on what I wanted to read. I would go. I was that little kid going from. Something like Harry Potter, and then I'd go to the just the dictionary where they had, in my in my little uh, small town uh, homeschool library, they had this. Uh, I think it was the Millennium, the word Millennium in it, and it was like this whole like each book fit this like little shelf picture
1: that they had of like yeah. a sun rising or sunsetting. I or think I know what you're talking about. It's like a uh
2: why are you looking at me? Because I was hoping to I you
1: too. It's like uh, I'm
3: trying to. But like you pull it out, it has a I think it was 27 for each one for the alphabet, right? And you pull it out, and if you does it list M like a bunch of facts in it? Has words, uh, yeah. the... Stories with that What is care uh, important people with last names M. And is that like an almanac
1: backstory. or some shit? Like almanacs? I don't. Not know. an
3: encyclopedia. Not a thesaurus. Not an almanac. But we're on it? we're on the same it path. Called, though, the, it's like a
1: continuation. The, the, of the collection
3: of books was called the Millennium, and it, mm. it was over there by the librarian, and she only let certain kids touch. And it was always the older kids that obviously read. And one day she loved how I l- grabbed books from all things. Mm. And she would let me go over there and grab some of those books. That's dope. And That's so dope. I would, I would just, I don't know. Reading, reading is just an, another escape because school was boring for me as a kid. Because uh, I always tell people, I will. Kindergarten was great for everybody. First mm-hmm. grade, you start doing homework, right? And I did one. I did the first homework paper, and then I never did homework again for the first grade. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. I felt like I already understood the simple stuff we were doing, so, like, why am I having to... You know, I was really entitled as a kid, but it was, like, I don't know. You why, think was that just
1: that? mental, or what? Did you, did you just feel you were smarter? You understood things. No, I didn't
3: think of myself as better uh, than my classmates. It's just, like, I thought the... I felt like my classmates were bored, too. Like, right. you know, it wasn't just me. Like, I would look around and see that like, I'm not the only one here I'm tired of this shit. Like, <laughs> why is this so not only uh, boring to to learn in some regards but why why does it why did it have why does it have to stay mm-hmm. boring? these things aren't boring these concepts aren't boring but why does it have to stay boring sometimes
1: most of them. like you can feel even the teacher doesn't want to do it I okay. school sucks sometimes yeah, you know what I mean I wasn't a school especially fan especially as a
3: kid it's 8 hours of your day as a kid Gone. Now, when you'd That's rather be playing games
1: high school was cool I enjoyed high school because well, yeah, females yeah because you want to fuck. so yeah. <laughs> look,
3: I can't I cannot
2: find this millennium, the millennium. book but the only thing that came up is the millennium trilogy which is the girl with the dragon tattoo book so, series yeah, and it sells for 440 can? fucking dollars Jesus. for all fucking 4 of those books bro and I'm just like
3: so how what are you f- it, It'll be fine.
2: Yeah, it'll be fine. I don't need it. <laughs>
3: I've read two of those books. They're fine. Yeah. You like them? They're all right. Have They're, you the, seen the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movie,
2: bro? I haven't bro?
1: seen or read the book. The original one just, like, the, the
3: uh, just, just works. Like, the flow is just nice. Yeah. I know. They shoot. They're good. They're
2: good.
3: But there's, there's, obviously, people love things to such a degree. Like, I love comedy to such a degree, so that I... I, I fall in love with concepts of comedy. Like mm-hmm. I, Even when a, you see a bad co- uh, comedian or, or someone doing a bad open mic, I, if I laugh at something, I'm laughing at the concept because the
1: concept's funny. Right. Or they are doing bad, and that's funny. People come up with some the pretty, pretty out-of-the-box ideas when doing their comedy, man. Oh, yeah. So, they just forget how to Right. create a path to, to where you're going. Or they're figuring it out, Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is dope. Uh, to me, that paints the picture of the process and which comedy is. Because nobody gets up there. I mean, maybe somebody in the world. But, like, I've just learned from watching you guys in my little bit of time trying to get up. You know I uh, mean? As you talk about a lot, man, it's all about polishing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You get up there one day and that joke might not hit. Mm-hmm. But you bring that joke back again and again yeah. and again. And eventually that joke's a good joke. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, just because you don't get laughs on the first, uh, the first presenting yeah. of that joke, you know what I mean, doesn't mean it's not a good joke.
3: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You definitely got to learn to write the joke, like how jokes flow and everything. Right, Most do. Uh, understanding that is very important, you know. Mm. Uh, and obviously, I haven't really gotten anywhere yet, but uh, the the belief is obviously that it it gets me somewhere.
1: You got passion for it man yeah it's your heart
3: yeah it's uh it's literally like it's hard to be out of the mindset of of thinking about funny, right because i'm it is literally on my mind too much <laughs> so i like to oh, sm- I like smoke time. and do all that stuff uh but also at the same time it's like i don't know it may it's just it felt like it was there all along you know right even when i was like even like uh I interrupted, uh, I talked shit to the teachers as a kid, Mm -hmm. um, I was, I was also that kid, uh, like, one of my jokes is, I've always felt short, because I stopped growing when I was 13, I've been this height for, Right. I'm 26 now, that's half my life, I've been this height, so that's one of the reasons why people say, you're, you feel older than you are, I said, yeah, because I've been this longer than most people, you know, like, I'm an old man in this body, in Mm -hmm. a sense, and, um, another thing is I've been talking to adults like an adult since I was six seven years old you know mm-hmm. so my parent, my parents didn't really hold back like my mom would you know press words and stuff like that my dad and the family really didn't because there was no need to you know right and so when I got to school and you had these teachers who uh, especially elementary school mostly female teachers uh, very they're very nice mm-hmm. most of the time but I had uh some older ones uh, that were obviously, like, 10, 15 years away from uh,
1: retiring. Like, they've been doing it for I a while. I thought you were going to say death. <laughs> <laughs> close. I was like, he's going to say death, and he's retiring. I was like, oh, nice. Well, actually, they retired. It's coming close. Like, no one's right. going to be surprised after right. that. Right, right. makes <laughs> me But right.
3: Right. But, uh, you know, I, I would, I don't know, I would give them, because you could tell they were tired. Like, they, they had been through, like, they would go through a, an, an uh, addition uh, you know, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh my god, this fucking concept we've been going over for thirty years that hasn't really changed." Right. We got to do this shit again to this new batch of kids. I can't fucking stand none of them are mine or my gr- my grandkids. Right. And I got a couple of favorites, but the rest of them are little shits. Yeah, little shits. Like I don't. This year I <laughs> can just not give a fuck, and like I would. I sense that. I sense that like there's no passion anymore, and I was like, all right then I'm going to create something.
1: I would steer something out of you. And it it was hatred, but at least it was something. What I love about you, man, speaking of passion, to tie things back to your comedy, uh, is that the passion is there, it exists, right? Uh, I was talking to Devo yesterday. We had him here in the studio. Uh, And he was talking about how a lot of comics, man, when they hit a certain point, a certain level, uh, and this derived off of the conversation of uh, open mics and how certain people don't feel they... Uh, need to go to an open mic because they yeah. feel like they've just peaked they're fucking the best and we brought up the idea of like I mean training never stops no. you're constantly practicing constantly training but um, you know what I'm saying he brought up the, the 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 fact that you know what I mean a lot of just not even comedians artists performers whatever man they're just going through the routine they no longer feel it it means nothing to them they're doing it because they get a check you know what I mean it's yeah. their job now uh, but that's the thing with you is that you ain't know, even going forward. Well, because it's not because I'm not getting paid to do it. Just right.
3: you know, it's hard to comment on something like that if I'm not in it. You know, right? Like, uh, I could, but that's where I want to be. I want to mm-hmm. be there, like, and I obviously don't want to be one of them. Right. Uh, but and I hope that the, and the goal is that my my funnies never going anywhere. So like, mm. why why would my passion or anything as well? But even even if I see that, it's like, why should I? Why do I need to be the one to that feels like just a envy coming out, you know? Right. Saying, like, oh, I just want to be in their position. And I do, but I'm not going to hate on them just because, like, well, bad com- if they're doing bad comedy, then they'll fail eventually. Right. They'll have to start a new business. Uh, if not, then, hey, man, I don't, I, I never claimed
1: to know this thing, you know? So you There's mentioned. different senses of humor out there. Right. You mentioned the fact, I mean, obviously, we all want to get paid. Yeah, it makes sense. It's uh, what we're putting our heart and soul yeah. into.
3: If people would personally say that I believe you're funny enough, um, I'll put you up and feed you, right? And, t- t- and let me go places. I'd do that too, but that's not what we live in. We don't live in a system like that. We live in like, give me some money and I'll pay you to my, a degree. That's myself. feeding you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's yeah. uh, that's one of the biggest exactly.
1: compliments. So if somebody gives you money to get up and do your thing, I think that that's uh, yeah, and money does problem.
3: feel feel different than those things because then there's a different type of pressure. it's a more personal pressure if mm. you stay with someone and they're doing letting you do shows at their place or something or something like that right I feel like that pressure is probably more intense honestly than the money money's just I don't know mm. and I, I've been have been paid doing this right and um, you know I've paid uh, I've actually paid my car payment a few times. Off of comedy? Yeah, off of comedy. When I had one. I of fucking recently, I say recently, it's been a year. I've been in my car, so it's 250 bucks right there. I, there was a couple of times
1: I made 250 in, in and around here. Yeah. So
3: I was like, fuck yeah.
1: Awesome. Fuck yeah. How I long have you been hitting the stage, man, outside of open mics? Because you do shows as well. Yeah. Shows. Um, I probably didn't start even getting on shows until probably
3: around when I started moving to Tulsa, when I mo- officially moved to Tulsa, because I was doing comedy for at least six or eight months before I moved uh, to the spot. That was like a mile away from downtown. Right. It's called the Waterside Apartments here. It's like right mm-hmm. past the river. And, you know, until then, then about like a month in just doing that, and I was able to go to every open mic and just be there consistently. mm and then I started doing some shows, and I got a job that um, sucked um, really bad. Mm. Yeah, we um,
2: all get those. Yeah,
3: there's plenty of those out there, uh, and uh, it, it it sucked in the sense like I've always every any job that I had that I've had to quit or or walk aw- I have walked away from a job, and mm. it wasn't because of my coworkers. I, I always enjoyed the co working environment. It was always usually usually management or just like the the schedule and it's. it's all these things that lead to it's always running. upper level shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's um, you know, like uh, I worked a job that took um. That had me in at eleven, but kept me till seven. Right. And a lot, and I so I couldn't hit the, the really the open mic scene until about eight, eight thirty, and that was too late at that time. At that mm-hmm. time, they were all starting at seven, seven thirty, and so, uh, traffic would, traffic in Tulsa isn't the worst amongst all the cities but it is bad so in the annoying. sense of its stupidity because it's right. it's not it's the design and and the roads that yeah. are like these motherfuckers and sometimes you yeah, have the drivers but it's like you can yeah. just tell like no one thought ahead when they built anything right. except the grid the grid is a fantastic idea and then they backed their <coughs> fucking, they backed everything on that idea and thought it would last and it's been a hundred years and now it's like do something else
1: right? and
2: do something else Make it easier. Yeah. Tell me,
1: uh, tell me about your time in Cali. You did uh seven days there. Talk yeah. to me about that. Talk to me about the work uh, you in there. I lost a lot of money. First off, uh, it was,
3: it was a great time in the sense I got to do a lot of, a lot of comedy and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I, I, was traveling with a guy who was from there. We worked at the same place, and he was going back. He, he was quitting and going back home, mm-hmm. and he was needing a ride. If not, he was just gonna fly out. Or at least that's what he said. Um, I should always preface that with this uh, this guy and um, I said oh no nah, man I'll just I hadn't I had worked at me and him had been working in this place for like a year I hadn't really took a time off I had plenty of time PTO and so I was like alright uh, I'm gonna put my PTO and let's just take you I have been lo- I had been looking for an excuse to go to Los Angeles at that time I right. like, I had this something was pulling at me to go there mm. and like I was making good I had just started bartending at that time and I was wanting to it to fucking, I was making money, so I was one. I was one. I could afford it, and I was just wanting to just see it and feel it. Hmm. And that came up. I was like, boom, that's. You're not gonna, you know, if the door opens up. You either go, you either go through it, or you let it close, or you close it yourself.
1: Right, it's an opportunity. Yeah.
3: So I went through the door, and even with everything, with the writings on it, on the wall, and all that shit, I was, I was going through that door, and. He said, okay, uh, made a deal, booked an Airbnb for uh, 200 bucks for seven days, which was mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. Um,
2: yeah, it yeah, is,
1: it is. It is. And. Um, yeah, it's a deal for sure.
3: We said we split uh, the an- anonymities on mm-hmm. the way there and all that stuff. So I was like, fantastic, I'll even have more money to spend. Because I knew Los Angeles was going to be expensive. That's right. a given. Gas was the first thing that came to mind. Because you know it's not like we ride horses around that bitch anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, or could fly? <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Uh, but you know, uh, so you know, I was really, I was really kind of hopeful. But you know, as as the day got closer, people were telling me about this man's nature and how he may or may not escape go on it he might if he pays you back it's not gonna be as much as you thought it was and I was like right. okay I'm fine with just a little payment I was mm-hmm. like I'm fine with that and and uh, so we drive off and I fill up the car the first cause I fill it up before I pick him up cause that's just what you do you can buy the drive I think it's oh 1,400 miles, 1,500 yeah. miles. Like, you're you're going to... And practically, I in my head, I'm driving 3,000 miles because I am going there and I'm coming back. I'm about to drive 3,000... I'm for sure filling up that first thing. Right. And fucking... Because uh, I was ready to fucking go. And we take off. We get to Amarillo. And that's when I have, need to fill up again just because I was thinking I was at a quarter of a My car was getting great gas mileage at that time. Right. And that's when it, I was like, all right, let him pay... A little bit of this, he either fill it up, this time, or we we can go half on this, and then he just fill up more on L.A. I, just something. He's like, uh, "Oh man, I ain't got money uh, uh, right now. I got uh, I got my my base in Los Angeles. If we go there, I'll get you your money." And I was like, "Okay." How'd you feel at that moment? At that moment, I was like, uh, "I, see mother- yeah, yeah. I see what's coming." yeah, you do what's up.
1: Uh, that fucking sucks I'm yeah. sorry dude
3: in my head I was just thinking just don't make me pay for your food in that moment that's that's the first thing you think Like, I'm just not gonna alright I see what I have to do uh, but he did pay for the Air, Airbnb and you know I'm not buying his food so fuck it I guess I'll just add that on I had plenty of money at that time to right. add on. I had like uh, I think fifteen sixteen hundred bucks
1: don't you hate when you're doing a motherfucker a favor though yeah and, yeah, I mean, yeah it sucks they fucking take advantage happens so you know
3: and I drive so I afford to drive out there but I'm not buying his food so to me it's like okay uh, I'm just providing the vehicle and transportation Right. And, and in a way it's like well was I really going to fly there no mm-hmm. I wasn't going to fly there if I was going to go anywhere I'm driving so it's like in my head I was like you know you were going to make this sacrifice anyways yeah. But and he's willing to drive so it's not like I'm driving everywhere either. and I made him drive the majority of the time because it was like okay so you're not paying I'm You're finna do something My shift ain't gonna be (laughs) 24 hours Two people That's two 12 hour shifts Right Uh, And and what we did is we did uh, Four hour shifts Mm -hmm. Or not four hours, six hour shifts each And I didn't fucking uh, After my six hours I made him drive uh, 18 and I drove the last four
1: That's dope That's dope
3: Yeah or not 18, I'd make him drive uh, the next, like, 14, I drove the last four. And so I was like, good.
1: So did you have doing comedy, uh, checking out some mics, on your mind on the way there? Were you yes, like, this is Yes, yes, that, that was all what was on my mind when going
3: out there was uh, doing doing comedy. Oh, okay. uh, God. That was the first thing. And interesting about that drive, uh, as I'm driving out there, because he, he knows what I was going out there to do. It's not like I was going out there to uh, not only live there, but meet his family or anything like right. that. Right. Uh, we're driving out there. First off, this motherfucker was nasty, man, like nasty. Like, like. hygiene-wise. Yes, I, I didn't. I wasn't aware. Like, cause this man kept his body in good shape, so you like, I don't know, you look on the outside and think right, maybe he keeps everything on the inside just fine. Turns out he's fucking musty as shit, cause uh, he gets uh, he fucked with a girl that was dirty. She was such a hoe, like she would get railed by like two guys and then walk in bragging about it. Man. Type stuff, and it's I'm not hating on hosts love hosts love host. I feel that, but she was a dirty Respect. fucking. I yeah. got you. She was Shout dirty. I mean, that doesn't all sound dirty. No, I
2: mean, yeah, I would not be bragging about that. No, I have, and I, I, have no problem. I people I, I should be that. fucking, like yeah. go
3: fuck, but just don't come to a party of of people that aren't fucking and just brag about how you were getting fucked. Like, come on now, right? We don't we don't have that energy right now. This, <laughs> this party cool wait us. a minute. This is not. Slow that down. Time. Yeah. I got and you And that guy with, with, with that girl And apparently He didn't brush his teeth For the drive There Okay But he hadn't brushed it In days That's like Every time he opened his mouth I could smell What was coming out And it was fucking ranching. Like it was Oh man That sounds tough It, it was It was <laughs> Like Oh man there was a point where, like, when I realized I was paying for everything. Mm-hmm. And and then I f- he could feel my hatred, I'm pretty sure, especially as we were getting closer. Once we got, ne- like, that, hit that Nevada mm-hmm. uh, part, like, that's when it was coming out. Because I was like, I didn't want to hear his voice at all. I didn't want to hear him talk just because it stunk. Like, he had to be aware of this breast thing. And also just, like, you know you're not, you know what you're doing, like, at that point.
1: But I, such a potential trip to be a great time and then I hate <laughs> that it was fucking
3: I still did have a great time because right. I got to see some things you know I got to have you know I don't know I guess it's always me looking at a positive like it's easy to focus on, on the, the bad part which right. is the money I lost which was a lot of it <laughs> right but uh, that's you know that's something I accepted going in mm-hmm. whether you knew, I knew what was yeah, coming or whether I was
1: from the first time he told you at the pump, I don't have any. You knew what was up. Yeah. All you cared exactly. about was the mics, though.
3: I just wish he would have told me about the breath. Yeah. <laughs> and every, the, everything else. Mm-hmm. He I I woke up from one of my sleeping. I was sleeping. And I woke up and this motherfucker was arguing with his mom about deep personal like family issues they have, and like sibling like rival rivalry shit. I was like, That's awkward. And this man was twenty nine. Right. 30, you know? At the time, I'm fucking, uh, I think I'm 23, 22. Mm. And I'm like, motherfucker. Like, in my head, I'm like, this is this is childish what this man is doing. Like, even if that is your problem, like, you don't just bring that to your mom with it. That's how you resolve right. that issue, you know? And he's going off. He's yelling and shit. And... I can't just go back to sleep. <laughs> you know, I can't just turn. I wake up. So what do you do? do? You stay just sit up and like <laughs> stare
2: at him. <laughs>
3: he he starts crying and <laughs> he's like, "I was not like, bro, pull comes over. Comes out. Out. like <laughs> This is weird for me right now. <laughs> he's in a very vulnerable <laughs> spot. I probably should have, but I was just like, "I'll talk with this man." Like it was sunrise. Did you talk him through it? Yeah, I would talk with him. We were at the, we were the, sweetheart, It man. was the uh, sunrise in Arizona. It was
2: beautiful. Yeah, dude. Right.
3: Everything. And I was like, I can't do this to this man, you know? You got like, such a good
1: heart, brother. Or a sunset. I enjoyed but it. But it
2: was,
3: yeah. Well, well, thank you.
1: You know, like, it That's was... good.
2: Oh, well, thank Cause
1: you. Because my ad, I would have goddamn. How do you think I would have handled it to you? You would
2: have, oh. you would have, like... I like, looked at him And then like Turned over And then unlocked To the car door And just like Slipped out <laughs> Like
1: <laughs> Keep going brother Keep going
3: Also I'm not sure How he would have been Doing on the res Cause we were in parts Of Arizona That were the reservations Was he native so, as well No nah, he was a uh, Mexican Okay Which I'm sure They probably don't hate on him But it was just like right. Strangers in a new place Is always a not
1: I hear the res Can be tough too Certain ones say. yes you yeah, pull certain, up out there. There's certain down.
3: Uh, Indian communities in Oklahoma that are just rough as well. Mm. That are that are versions of it. They mm. just don't call it that, and that's why like the recent decisions in the Supreme Court recently are a good thing because then one because it was something that was always ours in a sense, but it's also. Um, also, just uh, within our community, it lets them know like certain things about us was always like, because uh, growing up in the culture, there's always res and off-reds culture clashes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they they'll, they'll do. But you know, when you get to know them, especially my dad's generation, them like the older generations, like they had there was like genuine like people would fight and shit over mm-hmm. that stuff because it's like very personal to them, uh, and. It, my generation, uh, when I'd go to those things and, and see people from uh, those areas, like we understood that, like oh, like we have a lot more in common than we think. Like everyone views us, a lot of the time, time especially natives in a general paint, you know, it's mm-hmm. like uh, like you know, there's there's khaki, but it's brown, right? Right. You know, that's how like that's how like it, it feels, you know? It's okay. Like, uh it is
2: khaki but it's brown, yeah. you know what I mean?
3: That's how that's how that's just what it is, you know? And we, we understood that and so we didn't you know the conflict is there but it's not it's not as emotional, you know, it's not as personal. Like we understand that the conflict uh, was created. Right. Uh because uh, in, my, in my opinion we just see the, the this is just my perspective but we see the flaws of what past decisions have led to and as as much as we, sh- we wish we could change it we can't right and
1: living with now is just uh, living with and appreciating now is a lot easier you know have you always had this uh, positive outlook on things tried to be a glass half full versus mm, empty no Mm. But I would project it just because, uh,
3: and there were times where I was cynical, very much so. But there were even times when I felt the opposite. Like I would always try to project it, so because mm. you know, so I know you you have to be able to, you really do, because um, those times where I was very uh, like with the interrupting teachers and shit like that, like that that stemmed from. Uh, my mental state, you know. Right. Like certain things are for attention, like and there's certain people that that their character, it doesn't doesn't reside that like a, a kid that just shows off in class isn't saying that his family uh, home life is horrible. Right. But sometimes I was like I didn't always act out in anger, but there were times when I was acting out in anger at the teacher, mm. just because she was an adult, you know, and my anger resided in adults at the time, so mm. it's like. She didn't deserve it, I shouldn't have done it, but, you know, I still did it, you know? So it's like, so, those times were rough, because I was very, because I would call people, i call up her stupid, or kids in the class, uh, I'd point them out on certain things. Right. Not everybody, like I wouldn't put it at the slow, the kid who could read the slowest, that was, that was mean in my opinion. I didn't, you know how kids would laugh? I enjoyed that they read slow, because that means good. That's how I feel about learning in this class. Right. So you feel what I feel every day being in here mm. when this kid reads. But when this kid reads, I enjoy it because now we're all in my my state of existence, you know? Mm. And, um, you know, you know it's just, I don't
1: know, it just made I don't know where I was going. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm I'm Sometimes enjoying just getting bizarre. to know you. Uh, really quick, man, we got about ten more episodes left of this. Uh, I want to ten continue. more
3: episodes.
1: Ten more minutes. Thank you uh, for pointing out my flaws. You I want to talk about the mics that you were at for those seven days. Just talk. Tell me a quick little summary of how that went down. Uh, I,
3: first night I got there, we were we stayed at this apartment. I looked up open mics and. Los Angeles on Google mm-hmm. simple thing to do you know use the give, the gifts of living in now give you hmm. and uh, found a bunch there's a couple of websites for the lists I, I found five websites and found the ones they had in common and I went to those and right. that was still a list of like 50 fucking mics and so I would take that list and I would just do those and I got there on a Monday so that Monday uh, or I got there a Sunday night but I that Monday morning literally the first mic was at like 12.30 1 o'clock mm. and I went immediately to that and it was at a coffee place a little coffee lounge like obviously middle of the day people getting lunch getting coffee and shit so getting laughs was harder but it was like oh, this is what it's like because then you met obviously there was bad people that were just horrible but then there were some people that were like oh this guy is genuinely out here making moves you know mm-hmm. doing stuff uh, and I don't know, it's just a different excitement to it. And then, you know, the better better open mics were obviously were from like 5.30 to like 7.30. Mm-hmm. And those were fun. And then I had a goal in mind, was which was I was going to do Monday through when, uh, Wednesday and maybe Thursday if need be. I'm going to do these open mics. I'm going to try and meet as many people as I can and just try to get some shows for the weekend. Right. And if not, at least let people get word out about me that, I can at least do a show this weekend because right. I just want one really and I ended up getting uh, three of them that weekend which was fantastic that's dope uh, still do the open mics all, every day and uh, just to stay sharp and, right but by uh, Wednesday I was doing good enough and hitting certain spots consistently enough uh, that a couple of guys got me some spots on some because the way they do shows in LA it's uh, in weird spots You know, it's like sometimes you're in you're in a in a setting that's official. That's like, I I did get to do one at a comedy club. uh, There, there's plenty of them there. Uh, But at the same time, it's um, you know, it's like I I enjoyed because that show really wasn't. I don't know. There's been better shows in Tulsa Mm -hmm. than that show was, but it was still a show that I, you know, wanted to do and all that. But the, the shows that were funnest were like ones that, were like, we were on, I think we were by, uh, was that, Santa Monica? We were probably about a mm, half a mile, quarter of a mile in. And there was just this, like, little setup at this restaurant where they had open, like, patio sitting. Mm-hmm. And we, we would do comedy out there, and there's people eating, chilling, and it was a fun time. sounds about dope. like Forty, fifty 40, 50 people. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a whole vibe. Everybody's walking, but, like, you mm-hmm. could just point it. At times, you could, you could point at strangers as they were coming by and like get crowds. Like there was a guy who went up there that was something Cunningham because he reminded me of a, or not Cunningham Cole Pepper. His last name was Cole Saw him three times there. Mm-hmm. We ended up doing a show together. Uh, I I remembered him because uh, I, I love sports, mm-hmm. uh, particularly like I loved football growing up. So Dante Cole and Randy Moss were a great duo for the Vikings and I was like Cole Pepper. I was like ah Dante Pepper, and his name was I think DeJuan Culpepper or something like that okay. so it like just stuck easier with me and So. we were at that and he pulled in we had like 30 people and he ended up bringing in like 60 off just walking by going to the beach and you know the person followed killed what he brought in but it was <laughs> nice to see that that could be done like that was part right. of what this was as well so it was like it was just
1: a great dope. No, that's dope that's, that's, uh, that's crowd work is f- okay. for sure
3: my favorite show was one with like a, there was only 12 people
1: in the audience
3: 12, 13 but it was literally in a room probably from uh, this post to this wall actually not this post actually as big as this room right now and the mic is probably just tw- two of it honestly mm-hmm. and it, getting to this show was weird because it was in a odd spot in North Hollywood and um you know, it was one of those like you You see this door and you open this door and first, immediately it's upstairs you know mm-hmm. there's stairs like that feels weird that's a like shouldn't there be like I don't know a hallway you know right. <laughs> like you see <laughs> stairs so you we you got go a up. spot
1: like that out here in Tulsa called The Cellar Dweller have you been there yeah 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 straight straight I found down? about
3: that uh, yeah. recently get a little spiral staircase yeah, yeah. I have.
2: Uh, I hate that staircase the... yeah <laughs> this gives me anxiety
3: I like it though I like that it's dope. I know that. Now that I know that, like, the next time my friends want to go drinking, I, I want to tell them about it. But part of me wants to keep it to myself. It's like, nah. Right. Nah, Please. that's too... Y'all nah, can't nah, nah. know about this
1: place. Exactly. Man, well, I'm glad the mics were dope, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you got to travel out to Cali. So it just sounds like a... Even the, oh, the yeah. story as a whole was enjoyable to listen to. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? A lot, a lot of... A lot, you know, you
3: feel... I realized just how isolated I was out there, though. At the mm-hmm. same time, because you know my identity does matter to me. It's, it's like it's not the most important thing, but it is important to me. And I will. I found this shop out there on Venice uh, uh, on Venice Boardwalk where they were selling uh, Native American products, and uh-huh. you just felt like, oh, this is this is what exploitation looks like, mm-hmm. right here, and no one gave a fuck. But like, do I start something? But part of me is like, but who's gonna be on my side here? Fucking nobody. <laughs> nobody cares. They like the idea of caring. So, right. You know, like I never felt more. I was in uh, San Bernardino, which is Little Mexico, with mm-hmm. my uh, friend told me, who the guy who I ended up paying. This trip cost me like fifteen. I came back with uh, twelve dollars to my name. Where did
1: he end up? Where the fuck? is I don't he? know.
3: I don't care. I know. No. Uh, we get there to the Airbnb. And guess what he asked for? He asked for $200 to pay for it. He said, I'll pay you back. So he didn't pay nope, for it? No, didn't pay for it. I paid for the Airbnb and everything. And That's fucking ridiculous. You should have
2: just gone and been like, yo, bro, nah, I'll get my own Airbnb. Yeah. I'm just like, left. Probably right. should
3: have, but I was, you know. Good heart, man. Yeah.
1: You I know, was stubborn. Things. It was just like, fuck it, we're already here. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was
3: my idea.
1: That's crazy He didn't even pay For the fucking Mm -hmm. Airbnb What a waste That's Mm -hmm. fucked man Yeah Uh,
2: At least you had fun though
1: We've uh, reached The end of the episode Man do you have any Shows coming up You want to plug Or anything like that social media uh,
3: On Thursday I got the uh, Rustic Heirloom I think that's what it's called Rustic Heirloom Mm -hmm. Yeah I always get (laughs) I can't remember I remember the words I just don't remember the order And uh I think the 13th or 14th, I got one at Starlight Comedy, Mm -hmm. and I should, hopefully. I got to get in touch with Adrian, and I'm trying to get on one of uh, the uh, Picasso end of the month shows. Have you done
1: Picassos yet? Yeah, I've
3: done it twice. I haven't got to touch Picasso. Picassos. Second time went great. The first time was when they first did it. We did the first one they ever did. Yeah. And that was good, but there was a couple uh, women there that uh, you could tell, like, just the how how they were reacting and acting like they felt better than the people they were around, mm. and the, and just the sense of like they thought their sense of humor was better, so that when they laughed, everyone should be laughing type stuff. Not not in terms of that maybe their life was more important, but like just like they knew what better was, weird. so they, everyone should just follow them. Right. And you felt it throughout the night, and I just attacked them all night, and it was great. Everyone at the end of the, they didn't give a shit about me, and I didn't care, but everyone else liked me. Everyone's mm. like good because we all felt the same about them. And I was like, yeah, you can, feel
1: it. Up, you can feel it. I'm gonna have to catch another one of your sets soon, brother. It's been a minute. Last time I saw you, I think it was at Fur. Yeah. yeah. Doing your thing there. I haven't yeah, even got yeah. to see you on a show show yet. You know what I mean? Uh, it's been Mike's Yeah, it's been a while
3: since I've been on, man. It's been the whole summer I haven't been able to because it's my job. Mm-hmm. So you you're um, about to free that up, though. Yeah, I took money temporarily. Yeah. Making 20 to 30 bucks an hour to do go back to comedy. And I'm probably going to hate it, but I was going to hate it regardless. So,
1: i right. rather hate and do something I actually fucking care about. Get those bookings, man. Let's get your pockets full. Let's get you uh, oh, yeah. out on some of these shows, brother.
3: Yeah, y'all can. They can follow me on Twitter if they want to. Okay. They follow, just look up Dakota Six Killer, and you'll, mm-hmm. you'll see. You'll figure out which one's me. It's not. It's, okay. I'm not going to say which one isn't, but you'll figure it out. There's not a whole lot.
1: Moza she's about to have with all due respect follow you now uh thank you so much for coming and rocking with his brother oh, yeah. sorry I'm uh, <laughs> low energy today I'm tired What Why is?
2: You what, okay so there's three people on Twitter named Dakota says killer oh, yeah. and the first one <laughs> the first guy says dudes broths games and skateboards <laughs> Okay. I've
3: known about that one for a while. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> He's just got like these videos of people skateboarding, skateboarding and shit. Yeah. Okay. So the next one, which I don't want to say is, yet. <laughs> um, this one is him <laughs> because it has a picture of me as your profile. Your I'm in your profile picture right. with Ashley yeah. and Katie.
1: Smoking a cigar. Yeah. Shout out, shout out! Yeah, we We got two titty t in your picture. That's crazy.
2: Um, yeah, but it says when I'm drunk, I gotta stop chilling with drug dealers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You with the cigar looking like the most al Pacino. (laughs) (laughs) You are the you are the kingpin. Like that. I remember that was a good mic. That was a dope night. That was a That was a good night. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that show.
3: Well, that's all we're trying to do is just have a. Uh, at least that's what all I'm trying to do. I don't know, but I can't speak for everyone else. But me in particular, I'm trying. To, especially with this, this, and with all the things I do, and you know, I'm trying to just learn how to do it with joy. Because mm-hmm. if you do it, if you anticipate it with joy and fun, it'll be it. Even if you, I'm. All, I feel like I'm always prepared. So if I just bring that, that's so much easier. Because I, it's when I bring. If I get nervous. I'm always going to be nervous. There's always nerves. But it's when you let fear and nerves take over the entire time. Right. And that's when you're, like, you're, you're, you're the go failure you're going to feel is going to be am-
1: amazingly harsh. Right. <laughs> amazingly <laughs> harsh. I've like go into things with a positive mind, most of the time they're going to turn out positive. Yeah. You know? It may it'll not ex- be everything it, you wanted it to be, but it'll no, be all right. Don't expect too much, but expect something. Right. You
3: know? 100%. And, you know, that's it's just I would great look forward to it you know Mm -hmm. everything's gonna
1: hopefully be uh, better it's coming man keep working you're working your ass off Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm glad we finally got you here in the studio you know what I'm saying to sit down and rock with us Uh, I've appreciated it you know Mm -hmm.
3: well thank you thank you for having me it's been a been a great time it's
1: It's been laid back I've enjoyed it
2: I followed you on Twitter
3: well
1: thank you
2: uh,
3: I, I would have brought should have brought more laughs but
1: you know. no you perfect you perfect so uh, this is what we're going to end up doing right uh, no. the first time I have you in here is always an interview so I've been on your ass with nothing but serious questions so it's not your fault like it's no, been like fine. it's been like prime honestly
3: I'm not like, I, I like being f- funny is fun all, all the time mm-hmm. you know but I don't want to be
1: expected to be fun like to always be busting it like Busting I just, uh, all that stuff. I just um, wanted my audience to get to know you first. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I'd love to have you come back. Next time you come back yeah. though, it's going to be way less interview. Oh, I can get I can get wild. Sure, trust that's me. What I'm I, saying. Saying,
3: I get wild, but it's just like you know how sometimes some people just want to like 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 they'll 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 demand something of you, but mm. instead of demanding what you do, they demand you to do to do what they want. You know, right. it's like that's not I. That's they when someone, when they say, dance, dance, like, I dance, but I dance the way I want to dance, and when I want right. to, and, and, and how I want to do it, and if you're going to ask me to do it, you, if you understand that, fantastic, we'll have a great time, but when you demand it, and it's like, I'm just going to look at you, I'm just like, I'm not, right. no, I'm
1: not going to do it. See, it's one thing that's really important here, man, is I just want people to feel their own energy, be yourself. Yeah. You know, that's kind of yeah. how I operate everything I do, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, dude, my, my Twitter's that. My Twitter's my Twitter's where I just say the stupidest shit. Most deaf. Well, next time I get you just in here, man, like I said, we'll shoot the shit. We're yeah. uh, and if you got any comedians you want to come in here with as well, I've uh, been really into the pairs lately. Uh, but I'd love to have you back, Probably. you know what I mean? Probably Josiah and Josiah's Draven. Josiah's I haven't got to driving with Draven yet. Nicolo. I haven't got to sit yeah. with Nicolo either. Yeah. Nicolo. We've been
2: trying to sit with Draven. Uh, he doesn't have a Facebook, so we have a harder time getting a number.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, you need to get that because I tried to give it to you and then you never take it. I have it in my phone. There you go.
1: But it's all off air, still. So we'll figure that out. <laughs> uh, Tia, do you want to plug up the social media? Yeah, plan? man.
2: Um if you want to find us on Facebook, you can find us at with all due respect podcast. We're on Instagram with all due res- with all due respect 001, Twitter at a underscore broadcasting, and then we also have a Twitch which is w a d r underscore damn dakota tv.
1: That's it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Why well, she put you out like that, though. <laughs> damn Dakota? <laughs> go ahead.
2: Go and then up. um, I upload all my lives to our YouTube, which is uh, with all due respect broadcasting.
1: And, f- and For those, uh, for those of you local artists, did you want to say
3: something? Oh, I was just saying like uh, uh, I think I might have had just ADD the entire time in those classes. <laughs> for sure. That's just that was just like you could. I had no problem. I didn't want to interrupt, but I just had to grab this. <laughs> <You're> perfect, <laughs> man. You're perfect. Uh, for those of you
1: local artists that want to send your music in to ninety one point seven uh, in Radio Garden for the WADR radio show, please feel free to email us your music at with all due respect podcasts. Zero zero one at gmail.com. My brain has been out of it lately. You need to go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been the with all due respect podcast, Dakota 6 killer in the building. Uh for those of you that don't like it, with all due
2: respect. Uh,
1: sorry. Fuck, fuck you. you. Yes. And fuck we, you. Out. <laughs> we out. <laughs> <laughs>